You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. I'm so glad you tuned in. So church family and friends all over the place, it's Monday. We are right in the middle of COVID-19 shelter in place here in South Mississippi. Uh, But that's okay because God's still doing great things in our hearts and in our lives. I'm going to encourage you through the most of the next of the week with a couple opportunities that I think that this moment has uniquely created for us. So some great opportunities where we can grow as a culture, as a people, and be better and better and better by the time COVID-19 passes. But today, I want to offer our last devotion from 2 Corinthians. So we're going to wrap up with what I believe is one of the most unique and brilliant passages in this letter from Paul to the church in Corinth. So tune in. Here's my question. Have you ever thought about the gifts that your weaknesses and struggles bring to you? Like as a believer who's walking with Jesus, we have some really great strong points. We also have some struggles. We're kind of wired up to think that those strong points are all positive and those weak points or struggles are all negative. Not necessarily the case. In the logic that Paul is going to put forward in 2 Corinthians today, you're going to recognize that even our weaknesses can be a gift. And learning to lead and live in awareness and out of our weaknesses gives God this remarkable space to demonstrate His glory and demonstrate His gospel. So for 2 Corinthians chapter 12, uh, I want to set you up by letting you know that Paul begins the chapter by talking about revelations that he had, that God's given him terrific revelation that w- would make him a little cocky or arrogant or give him extra status. But at the same time that God has given Paul remarkable revelation, he also gave Paul something that Paul's going to nickname a, a thorn in his flesh, some something to hold him down a little bit. It, nobody knows exactly what that is. Some people think that it's a problem with his vision because of the place where he writes uh, personally in his letter and says, see how large my handwriting is. Maybe that's it. You know, scales fell from his eyes when he saw Jesus on the Damascus Road. So some people think he had a permanent uh, eyesight problem. Maybe, maybe not. Other people uh, recognize that when he went to Galatia, he went in sickness. Maybe he had malaria or some other illness that has ongoing effects that recurs and creates physical problems for him. Maybe so. Uh, Paul was beaten and imprisoned and stoned once. So maybe these are afflictions of the body, you know, arthritis or ribs that didn't heal just right. Or maybe they are. I, I don't know. Other people think that it's an emotional or state, uh, emotional problem or state of mind where when he looks back, Back on persecuting the church in his earlier career, he has so much guilt that, that those recurring memories or those thoughts are the thorn in the flesh that won't go. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. But whatever Paul's weakness, struggle, thorn in the flesh might have been, what's yours? What are the thorns in your flesh, the weaknesses, the struggles that you feel like are holding you down? But in the gospel of Jesus Christ might actually be an opportunity for God to magnify his glory through your brokenness. So here's 2 Corinthians. This is what Paul has to say. Or because of these surpassingly great revelations, therefore, in order to keep me from becoming conceited, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan, 
to torment me. So Paul's pretty strong. Whatever this thorn in the flesh was, he thinks it's a messenger from Satan. And we don't know exactly what that means, but what I would suspect from my life or maybe some of your lives is that whatever that handicap or that weakness or that recurring struggle is, especially if they're negative thoughts, that Paul almost sees them as an opportunity that Satan has to come and whisper into his ear to tell him he's not good enough. He doesn't deserve this. He cannot do it. If Satan is the accuser, I mean, that's what his name in Hebrew means, Hasatan, the accuser, as if his job is to stand between us and God and constantly tell us and tell God that we don't, we don't deserve God's affection and God's love, that we can't be part of God's family, that we are covered in guilt. Well, anyway, for Paul, these weaknesses create an opportunity for Satan to whisper into his ear to say, you can't do it. You don't deserve it. You're not worthy. Are you hearing that messenger today? Like, are you hearing those negative messages from your weaknesses and struggles? Well, Paul wants to show you the other side of that coin. So let me show, let me show it to you. In verse 8, Paul says, Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I'll boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. When I am weak, then I am strong. Three times Paul asked God to take away this struggle, this weakness, this source of suffering, this messenger of Satan. And God didn't. So this is Paul the Apostle praying. But instead of God leaving Paul in silence, God actually spoke to him when Paul said, will you take this away? Three times. And God spoke to him and said, no, my grace is enough, Paul. In other words, Paul, you you don't measure up, but it doesn't matter because I'm freely giving you my grace. Now receive it. And sometimes it's our weakness or our brokenness or our shortcomings that allow us to see our need for God's grace. So God says to Paul, my grace is enough. God says to Paul, my strength is made clear in your weakness. And so when Paul learns that lesson, that a believer can live and lead even out of our strength, our weaknesses, our sufferings, and our brokenness. And that magnifies the glory of God because He's making up what we can't do. He's using those moments to help us grow in ways we'd never imagined. Suddenly, not only are our strengths a strength, but our weaknesses are a strength. And so for Paul, he says, And now I glory, I boast, I delight in difficulties, in sufferings, in persecution, in hardship. Because it is an opportunity for us to demonstrate that when I'm weak, God is strong. So, church family, friends scattered all over the place. I want you to imagine today those recurring thoughts, that negativity, those mistakes or the present or the past, the shortcomings, the gifts that you don't have that you wish you had, the things that you have always felt like were weaknesses. And today, I want you to recognize that those are opportunities for God to work in terrific ways, to use your weakness to show His strength, to allow His strength, His grace to be made perfect inside you. So, open your mind in the gospel of Jesus to allow God to work in your weaknesses and be prepared to bless the world through our very good gospel as you do. 
Thanks for tuning in. I hope you'll share this with anybody who might need to hear it today. Uh, I know I need to hear this message once in a while. It's a fantastic word from Paul the Apostle. So tomorrow and for the rest of the week, I can't wait to tell you what I believe are some of our opportunities for us to be growing in Jesus during this COVID-19 season. If you're listening this morning, I remind you that at 1 o'clock today, is going to be on a Zoom meeting with youth group. So if you're a student uh, or part of our student ministry, I hope you'll tune in. God bless you. Have a fantastic afternoon.